Welcome to Caffeinated Living. We're a podcast all about Jesus, ministry, and the things that keep us going. My name is Kyle. I'm Dustin. Hey, Dustin's Whoa, back. I know, right? I'm back. Sorry, guys. It's been Dustin's a while. Dustin's back. And who are you? Oh, I'm Rob. There sorry. we go. Yeah, hey, it's Rob. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. We're all here. The gang We're is all back here. together. I know, right? This is exciting. I'm excited to be back. So, Dustin's been gone for a little bit. He's started a... A, a new career path. Yeah, okay. Say. Not a new career path. It was temporary. Well, it's still a career well, path. Well, that's true. That's true. I mean, you're just be- bettering your education. How's that? There you go. We'll put it that way. So, okay. So you say temporary. So are you not taking classes this semester? Oh, I thought we were talking about filling in since my pastor's retired. Oh, no, I'm, I'm oh you're you, talking about, I'm you're talking about, about school. Yeah, okay. I'm talking about no, school. I'm still in school. This will be my second semester at okay. Southeastern. But, yeah. oh, that's, that's what I meant. You're oh, okay. I am, okay, I understand. Now, I thought we were talking about, you know, being the temporary pastor until we found an interim. But. Well, okay, so now that you brought that up, oh, you, you, we're you, talk you, about that you now, and Kyle okay. both are like in this transition stage. Kyle's been there, and then you decided to join him. So I did, yeah. It's like, Trying to maneuver through being a pastor and youth pastor at the same time. Oh, my. I don't know how you did that, Kyle. <laughs> you did that for longer than I did. I only did mine a month. You were like. Still going. Are you still going? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, my. We uh, our, our pastor officially retired okay. January 2nd. Okay. So we have started the process of a search committee, and hopefully we but get it, that thing. I thought you had an interim, though. That no, was... he's not an interim. Oh, okay. He, he just helps a... me on Wednesdays and Sundays. Gotcha. Okay. Nights. Yeah. So basically, when you have to do youth, he's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's interesting, man. I I just I don't feel that calling. That, have they have they approached you about it? Yeah, a, okay. a few times, but that, yeah. yeah, that's that's been the general consensus at the church, my church too is yeah. like, "Oh, you should do it." And I'm like, "It's not that I don't want to, it's just not my heart." Like I don't I don't feel called to that at this yeah. moment in time. But. I'd love to interview like a senior pastor about that when they started, like how they navigated that with a family. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that, that just, would be a good conversation. That's the thing that that's hard for me is just my kids are young, my wife's got an awesome career, and I just don't want to mess with that. So it's tough. But. You don't want to mess with that. No, no I don't. <laughs> All right, but. Dustin. Yeah. You won't have to not breathe so heavy into the oh, microphone. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm back you're going to blow everybody's eardrums as they're going down the my car. Bad. <laughs> so Christmas happened. New yeah. Year's happened. Let's see. Summer's almost happened. Christmas happened. New Year's happened. Everybody have a good Christmas? Oh, it was great. Yeah, not too bad. It was good. This we... is the first year that we didn't go anywhere Christmas Day. We hosted my family. We stayed at home the whole day, so it was great. That was the first time it's ever happened. Maybe the last, but it was good. How was yours? It was good. We um, We make everybody come to our house. We're like, we're it's not, great. It is great. We're like, because I mean, obviously, my parents are across the street. Yeah. Stephanie's parents are five minutes from us, so they just all came to our house. And then the day after Christmas, we left, went to Pigeon Forge. We do this every other year. We don't buy Christmas presents for. Yeah. And we just all go in together and get a cabin. And we left Sunday morning and came back Thursday. Cool. Just spent some time together up there, and um, so that was kind of what our Christmas consisted of, but. It was good. And sometimes those are the best. Oh, yeah. It was like, good. You don't buy anything. You just go and... So was Dollywood crowded? Actually, it was not. Because they had called for rain that day. And so, like, it wasn't that many people there. It was, it was nice. So we left around 2.30, and as soon as we got in our car, the sky dropped out. <laughs> and then we came back at 6 to see the lights, and it didn't rain anymore that afternoon. But it wasn't bad. Was it cold? No. It was 75 degrees every single day. We've had a warm December. Or, yeah, I, December, January. Then, then we, as soon as we got home, like, two days later, it, like, dumped eight inches of snow all over Pigeon Fords and Gallenberg. So. Better to be home than uh, exactly. to, to be there. Especially where we stayed. I mean, Hidden Mountain, if you've ever been up that way, it's, like, on the side of a hill, and you have roads that, like, you don't think your car is going to make it to the top. So. All right, so speaking of snow, I have this fear so our anniversary is coming up. So I decided, all right, for Christmas, I'm going to buy my wife a trip. Does she know this? Yeah. Oh, she, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was for Christmas. Oh, okay. So 
I bought her a, we're, we're, and we're only going for like one day, okay? Okay. But it was, we found a special, so we're going to New York City. Oh, okay. Well, so now they're calling for like almost a blizzard up there where the last few days they've been like, if, you would, if you're interested in rescheduling your flight, we'll do it for free. And I'm like, so help me. If I get to the worst city in America and I'm like, <laughs> get snowed in up there, I, I will be, y'all, y'all make fun of me all the time and t- call me like this grouchy old man. I will be a miserable grouchy old man. <laughs> <laughs> so New York City is not the worst city in America, but they have the worst fans. <laughs> so that's the only reason. So you're really going to do that for a day? How are you doing that? Yeah. Flying out. Are you not staying the night there? Yeah, like oh, okay, we're, we're, okay. We, we fly out Friday morning, and then we get back Saturday night. Okay. Where are you, going to, where are you staying at? Inside New York City? Mm-hmm. Nice. I forget the name of the hotel, but it, it's like right in the middle. You can see Times Square. Cool. I forget the name of it. I can't. I could look it up, but it's, it's, nah, it's irrelevant. It yeah. It's irrelevant at the moment. Well, that'd be fun. What are you, what are you, going, what are you got planned? Like, what are you going to do? Well, we were wanting to go to a musical. Okay. But they've closed them down again now. Really? And then when you went up there for your mission trip, yeah. and you were sitting here talking about how, you know, everywhere you go, you have to show proof of vaccination, you yeah. have to show proof of this, which is not, you know, that's, that's not an issue. But I'm just wondering how much we're going to be able to do. So yeah, you'll be able to do it. Well, I don't know if they've closed Broadway back down. That's weird. Only but. a few of them. They haven't closed all of them. Okay. I mean... I don't want to go to New York City just to watch just some random, like, schmojo Broadway, you know? <laughs> like, if I'm going, let, let, let's go watch Phantom of the Opera. Let's go yeah, watch that's... Aladdin or The Lion King. Yeah. Like, make it worth my right. trip, you know, while I'm here. But Phantom of the Opera was really good when we saw well, it. So. we saw it in Charlotte. Yeah. But something about seeing it no, you have in to Charlotte it Broadway, to seeing it yeah. in New York City is, like, completely different. So, but... I got I got my Red Sox gear ready to go, so we're we're good to go. Have to bring some light to New York City a little bit. <laughs> Speaking of Times Square, New Year's Eve happened. It's a new it year, 2022. That's one place I would not want to be on New Year's Eve, New York City. I love New York, but man, I'm telling you, I would but not want to be wasn't, there. I didn't watch it. it I'll it, be honest, I did not watch the ball drop this year. We what? fell asleep. I'm lame. I, didn't, I never watch it drops. So <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm glad I'm not I, the only one. I guess I'm extra late. I'm so, not, okay, I so we need to take a trip one time to North Carolina. I think it's in We Mur- live in North Carolina. I know, but I think it's in Murphy. <laughs> oh, Murphy, okay. And they do, instead of the apple dropping, they drop the possum. <laughs> what? They drop a possum? Is there video okay. footage of this? I'd love to oh, see Oh, yes. It. I'm, yeah, I'm sure there are. I'm oh, sure there is. Oh, my goodness. So... Drop the possum. <laughs> Only in North Carolina. <laughs> Only in North say. Carolina. Oh my. So, but anyway, that's that that that's not what we're here to talk about today. To let you know that hey, we dropped possums in North Carolina for years. <laughs> I do have uh, one surprise thing for you to get for you two though, that I do want to say a huge thank you to all of our listeners, because last week we surpassed. 2,000 downloads. Nice. Wow. That's awesome. So that is a huge milestone for caffeinated living. So I'm like ecstatic about that. That's, yeah. Let's I, double that this year. I, I, I was wanting to post the thing when they sent me the email. I was like, nah, man, we, we got to wait and drop that on the show, man. I can't wait. That's I, cool. So like 2,000 downloads in a year and a half. That's, that's awesome. So... I think that's pretty good. So thank you guys so much for your support and continuing to always listen to our, our ramblings and everything else in between. So obviously we wouldn't have 2,000 downloads if it wasn't for you. So thank you guys. So over the next coming weeks, I had this thought. Like, it's January. My, my wife and some of our youth are talking about the reading list. I was like, hey. That would be something kind of interesting to talk about. Not, no, we're not going to talk about my wife's reading list. Uh, I feel like that's a a trend, but I see your wife actually going through with yeah, it. Yeah, Most yeah. people just post it, and they're like, hey, send me your reading stuff. And oh, gosh. Hand so up. One book I did that it. last year. I think I talked about it on the show. I did not read half of those books. 
So, yeah, it's a trend when I okay. hear people say that. So, but Jana would be. Out of curiosity, yeah. how many books do you think you guys read last year? The audio books count? Yes. I'd, I'd oh, count. Okay. My, my wife wouldn't count them, but I would count them. Okay. Well, don't, I mean, normally with audio books, don't you like listen and look at the book at the same no. time? No. Oh, okay. No. I, I, I listen know, to them when I drive. <laughs> I, I, I do because I can't. <laughs> like, I have to see the book and hear the words. Right. Like, right. I hear the words and I have to see no, it on the page. I, I, I treat it like a podcast, I just listen okay. to it in the car. I would, uh, I would, I would. So if you can't, if we can't include audiobooks, okay. how, how many books do you think you read in 2021? Probably less than 10. I mean, that's still not terrible, but yeah, yeah, probably. Well, actually, I read a lot more eight or nine this semester. Well, yeah, that's, that's well, true. last because of school. Because of school, I had to read. <laughs> I made the mistake of signing up for a online like class, but I didn't realize ONL seven meant only seven weeks. So oh I had to, I, they crammed 14 weeks into seven. Oh I had two books. Each were probably three to 400 pages long to read. And the textbook for the class and something else. So, yeah, I've learned how to uh, read quickly and understand what I'm reading. So, but yeah, I read a lot of books Whew. just in this semester alone or last semester from being in seminary. But, yeah, yeah. so probably no mean more than 12 or 13 for me, but. Is that not including school? That's not including school. Not including yeah. school. That's good. Yeah. I think mine, I had nine. Yeah. That's what, that's what I had. I'm not even going to tell you, like, all three of ours combined is nowhere near close to what my wife's was. I saw her post a picture of the her favorites, and I'm like, I have not seen any of these because they're all, like, <laughs> fiction, romance, ushy-gushy stuff. So God. do those really count? I mean, I'm just kidding, Jim. Are you all about the ushy-gushy books? Is that no, I'm you? not. Oh, that's what okay. I'm saying. No. Nah. But my wife likes that. It's stuff, the same right? story. I mean, same thing in every Hallmark movie. So <laughs> she she reads a variety of different things. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's how many books I, has she read? Like, I, I didn't. You got to fill me in on the post. Like, I saw it, but I didn't read. What do you think? It. How many things she, she read? No, she last told year? me. She told me. It it it, it was some ridiculous amount. It, it was easily in the hundreds. Wow. Well, she because, takes pride in being a book nerd. Like, she takes well, pride. Well, but she reads her, her physical books, but then she has her Kindle. Yeah. She reads that, but then while we're driving, she she has it. Oh, if she doesn't gosh. have that, if she has her phone, she's constantly reading. So probably <laughs> a lot of her books, you know, digital format, but still. That it was, counts. Yeah. It, it, it was in the hundreds easily. Wow. That's yep. awesome. Go I mean, Jana. That's one thing I cannot I, do is reading dri- reading someone driving. It makes me. Oh, no, no. She's not driving. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if someone else is driving and I'm sitting there trying to read, I just get my head starts spinning in dire- different directions. I just can't fathom reading that many books. No. But in her defense, I'm not like this. We could be sitting at the house watching a movie, watching TV. And she will still have her, her, she still has her Kindle or a book and she's still reading, but she's still watching the movie at the same time. Oh, yeah. I, I can't. How? I can't do that. No. I'm like so ADD. I'm like, I can barely pay attention in the movie without like, you My know. My RA in college, literally, he was that way. He would, he would be on the elliptical and had a physical book in his hand at the gym. Or he would be showering and we had community bathrooms and you would see a book hanging towards the ceiling, and he's reading a book while he's in the shower. I'm like, how do people do that? I just wonder how that book didn't get wet. I, you're telling – I don't know. I, yeah, I got nothing on that one. Yeah, that's that's a little much, but hey. But that's, that's what got me thinking about all this yeah. because Jana was talking about all of her books. That's what got me thinking. I'm like, hmm, maybe we should, since it's January, New Year – Instead of talking about all these unrealistic expectations and goals that everybody always sets, and I, I don't, I'm not one for, like, New Year's resolutions and stuff like that because I break mine by the third week of January anyway. So Preach. It's not even – but thinking about what would be some of our favorite Christian classics or Christian books, youth ministry books, things like that, that have maybe either impacted our life or our ministry, yeah, or 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 both. So this week we just want to talk about those Christian classics. I I know we probably don't have a whole lot to talk about, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, 
maybe there's some books on my list that you guys haven't read. Maybe there's books on your guys' list that I haven't read. Or maybe there's books on our list that, for those of you who are listening, you've never read these. Maybe you've never even heard of them. That would be my prayer, that as we share some of these books, that, hey, maybe I'll strike curiosity to say, hey, I would like to go and read that one or check that one out, see what it was, see what it's about a little bit. I would like to think that, I bet there's one book that we all three have on our list. What is it? I ain't going to say it yet. <laughs> I, w- I want to say, I, I, bet it's, I bet it's on our list, maybe. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. Probably. I, I guess how we can do this, I can just, Kyle, you can start, I can start, does start, whoever wants to start, we'll just share one of our books, and if you want to talk about it, or if you guys have read it, talk about it. If not, this will be a very short podcast, because it'll be like, boom, here's my book list, boom, 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 boom. Who wants to go first? Rock, rock, paper, scissors? I can go first. Okay. I'll go first because I want to say the one I think you're talking about. Okay. Pilgrim's Progress. John Bunyan. No. No, it wasn't that. Well, for me, Pilgrim's Progress was, it was probably one of the first Christian books that I had read. Like uh, somebody gave it to me. It was like, listen, uh, you're really searching in the faith right now. You're really, you know, trying to dig deeper. I recommend this book. And it was short enough at the time for me. It was like, yes. This is it. But I, I love the story. Uh, I even watched the movie. Um, but, I mean, it's pretty much based on allegory. And, and, and yeah, it's just super relatable uh, to the things that we carry in life. So, for me, that's probably my number one favorite. Interesting. Um, one of my pastor friends, he has a young church. Mm-hmm. And he bought everybody a copy of their book. And that's what they're going to work through cool. for their Sunday night. Oh, that's cool. I thought I thought that was really yeah, interesting. That'd be interesting, yeah. He even has a couple Hispanic families that are coming to his church, and he even bought it the Spanish version for them. So I thought that was really yeah. I thought that was really hmm. cool too. That is cool. Yeah, I have a confession about that. What I've never actually read through that whole book. Really, it's good. I mean, I like it. It's just I just I think I have that problem that I'll start to read a book sometimes, and once I put it down. It might be weeks, years before oh, yeah. I pick it up again. So have you ever read that book? I have not. Oh, actually. wow. Wow, man. <laughs> I would have really thought that you guys both would have read that. Well, okay. Let me, I haven't actually. I'm not shocked, but I'm just. You know, I haven't read it cover. You're excited. Well, yeah. I haven't read it cover to cover. Like I've took bits, bits and pieces out of yeah. it. Okay. Just in like passing or reading an article. or. But I like. I would like to sit down and read it. I just haven't had the chance to. I would say David would even like that book. He probably would. Yeah. So there's Kyle knocking a home run right off the bat. Wow. First okay. Book. There you go. That's how so, it works. Pilgrim's Progress, which, from what I have read, is a good book. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and especially it's a good story. Well, especially like what you said, if you are struggling in your faith, mm-hmm. I think that's a good book that will help. Oh yeah. With that. All right, Dustin. I think one of my top books right now. Someone handed it to me probably two years ago. Um, it's by A.W. Tozer. Um, I know, Don't right? do it. Don't do it. Well, I'm going to take yours. Don't do it. I'm going to take it right now. It's okay. Um, the Knowledge of the Holy. <sighs> That's probably one of my all-time favorite books. Yes. Um, someone handed it to me and said, you need to read this. Well, they failed to tell me is I needed a dictionary and a <laughs> yeah. thesaurus as yeah. I went through it, but that's okay. It's like a lot of these classic um, books is that yeah. way. Some things need to be not just handed to you, you need to reach for them. Huh. Um, and A.W. Tozer's Knowledge of the Holy is one of those that you had to do some reaching yes. and some brain stretching. And But, I mean, at the end of the day, it just really laid it out in a clear picture of who God is and his holiness. And yeah, I, I still it recommend that book to people today. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's thin, too. It's not it's, super long. but it's Okay, yeah, it's thin. But yeah, it's, but it's a lot in there, yeah. Yes, it hurts your brain. It does. At least it does for me. Yeah, first, um, my roommate in college, um, he was reading that book, and he's like, yeah, yada. He said, I recommend just trying to check it out, which at that point in time, me and books were not friends. Uh, We're still not best friends, but we're closer than what we were at least. I'm like, okay, I'll try it out. Dude, I barely made it through the first page on that, and I'm like, what does this word mean? What does this word mean? I was like, my, my brain was like <laughs> right here hurting. But it no, I, I, I will second Dustin. Great book. If you 
are looking to expound your knowledge of God outside of the Bible, outside of the Bible. That is one of those books that will easily do that. It, it'll take you a while. And like I said, have a dictionary with you because there's going to be some words in there that's you're going to be pounding your head on the table like, okay, I'm trying to get through this. I'm trying to get through this. Actually, I just recommended that book to one of our students that they're looking for some Christian cool. books to read this year. I was like, Knowledge of the Holy. We flip-flopped on this one. I've never read it. I've read another A.W. Tozer. I'm not going to say it because one of you may say that later, but yeah, I've never read it. All right, so that was on my list. I mean, I guess technically I could. I guess I could still share because it it's in one of my top. That would easily be my top three. Okay. Easily be my top three uh, for Christian classics. All right, the one I thought that we would all have on our list. That's the one I'll go with. Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. Never read it. Really? Yeah. Man. I've got another C.S. Lewis book on my list, but not that. Okay. Yeah, that that's that's another book that. You could almost put in the same category as Pilgrim's Progress. Yeah. I would say people talk about it enough. Yeah. Like that is, even if you are young in your faith or you're very mature in your faith, you, you've been a Christian for one day or you've been a Christian for 40 years, Mere Christianity is a book that every single Christian should read. Hmm. It, it, it will just draw you closer to the person of Christ, but it will also make your relationship and your faith in God stronger. Mm-hmm. So that 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 would be my my top book that I, I would highly recommend to everybody. All right, Kyle, back to you. Um, mine's more of a devotional, but I asked you guys ahead of time if this counts, but. Oswald Chambers, My Utmost for His Highest. Yeah. Again, it's one of those books that I got early on in the faith. And uh, the first time I read it, it was in the King James. So a lot of that language I was kind of confused on. And then I read it again in more of an updated translation of it. It's solid. If you're looking for a yearly devotional or just a devotional in general, man, it's it's good. Really good stuff. So. I bet that's interesting. I bet we could do a show on just our top devotionals probably yeah. like devotionals that we've read not not particularly that one but have you ever read a devotional where at one point you thought it was great but then you tried to go back and read it and you're like yeah th- this, this is kind of lame actually this is like why, why did i read this but no that that devotional no that's that's a great one i still have that in my office by it's the pretty way timeless yeah all right dustin so you that was on my list too so Cool. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. I think um, another one that someone handed me. And this was my time in um, when I was in undergrad at North Greenville. Um, they handed me Arthur Pink's um, Attributes mm. of God. Now that one was that was mm. loaded. Um, that was probably another one of my favorite books. And he was there again, little up oh yeah. There. But man, time you got got your dictionary out and you you know went through that. It was. It was good. How does that book, because I've never read that book. I've seen it. But how does that one compare to Tozer's The Attributes of God? I don't know. I've never read Because I know he Tozer's. did. Yeah, he did one too. But I'm, I haven't read that one, so I can't really okay. compare. But I mean, it, I mean I'm mean, i sure it's probably, it, yeah, it, it probably, probably parallels. Be... Might just have some different verbiage, but yeah. <laughs> That's another one of those. Challenge. I'll have to read that one now. So. That's another one of those books that would hurt your mm-hmm. hurt your head a little bit too. Hmm. But it really did help me understand who God was. What was the name of it again? Attributes of God. A right. W Pink. It's Arthur W Pink. But A W Pink Attributes of God. Man, we're getting we're getting some good books in here. This is like, what what's up with all these classic authors with their shortened names like C S Lewis, A <laughs> W Pink, A W Tozer. Yeah. K Y Lloyd. <laughs> I mean, what? What would our short J.R.R. Tolkien? I mean, yeah. think about that. Have you ever thought about that? I guess it just fits on a, the cover good. I guess. Or just sounds like it has a good ring to it. Okay, so it's funny. If I looked at my, my top ten list here for a minute, for the exception of two authors, they all have the shortened What's like, up with shortened that? Name. Yeah, that's true. 
That's interesting. I see another one on your list. Yeah. That's another. <laughs> yeah, there's several. What in the world? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. There's another one. Yeah. They do that. All right. I'm guessing, like I said, I guess their name won't fit on the front cover. It's too I, long. I guess. Or it sounds smarter. But that's a good point. <laughs> All right. Some of these people have too, more, too many degrees that won't all fit on the... Well, since, since we've been going short. with the short names, I'm, I'm going to go with a full name then. It's it's an autobiography. He, he, he's wrote several books. Uh, one, one of the books that he wrote that I really like, it was called Humility, but the auto the autobiography of George Mueller. Mm. Huh. And so, great book. Talks a lot about just his life. And if you know anything about George Mueller, you know that he was a man of prayer. Mm-hmm. And what amazes me about that, he was so much of a man of prayer that he saw those prayers answered mm. so many times, uh, especially with his orphanage. That would be that would be one of my top you, you must reads. Just brings encouragement to you. Just especially if you have. I don't want to say a weak prayer life, but if you're not a, a consistent in your prayer life, I think that's one of those books that will encourage you and, and help you to transform your prayer life in yeah. a sense. It's hmm. good. So we got Oswald Chambers, My Most First Highest, A.W. Pink, The Attributes of God, uh, what we said, Mayor Christianity, Pilgrim's Progress. What was your first one? Uh, knowledge, knowledge of the Holy. Knowledge of the Holy. Knowledge knowledge of the holy. Yeah, it's right here. It's just, no, that's all right. You're good. Well, I got some good books. All right. You got any more? Yeah. Um, okay. My third one is another C.S. Lewis one, Screw Tape Letters. Mm. See, on my list, like, I, again, audiobooks, I've downloaded a bunch of them, and there's ones that I want to read, and most of them are C.S. Lewis books, but the one that I've completed, and it was awesome, was Screw Tape Letters. Um, I that story of triumph over temptation, man. Uh, it's the book's full of drama, but I just love that that there is triumph over the things that we struggle with as humans. Wormwood. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I was at Liberty, I guess it was C.S. Lewis's great great grandson or something. He said, "We're working on a Screw Tape Letters movie or even TV show. I don't know if it happened, but I think that would be pretty cool to see that come to." That's interesting, because when I was at Liberty, they, they did the play, the Screw Tape Letters. There's a play, wow. And so that was how I first got introduced to the Screw, because I'd never heard of that book before yeah. when I went to Liberty. It's pretty but, dark, but it's good. They, they did the play on it, and I was like, what am I watching? <laughs> yeah. That's, That's one I have not read yet. I want to. It's on my list. It's good. So, it's I'm it's a good there. one. Yeah. It's a lot easier to read than Mere Christianity. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Mere Christianity. Was... Really? So, Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, at least for me, it was easier. Yeah. For me, it was easier. Actually, I had another CS list book on my list I thought you were going to take. But, okay. Oh, well, you didn't. So that's a good thing. All right, Dustin. So I guess another book, and this one actually, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, came from the book giveaways at the T4G conference. Um, and I said, well, I'm just going to pick up one of these and read it. And it was R.C. Sproul's um, The oh. Holiness of God. Hmm. Um, Great book. There's a theme here with your books. Right, right. Yeah. Great <laughs> book. Um, and I picked it up and started reading it and pretty much couldn't put it down. I had to finish it. So I'm out of all the books at, out of T4G. That was probably my favorite one. And some of them I didn't get to read because... I'm just going. I was going to ask you: Have you even? I've read a lot of them, but I have some of those. I have some of them. I'm just like, yeah, it's going to be for another time. But hmm. that one was good. What, what was the one book they gave us? I see the cover because it had like the I cover. Have, of it. I have it in my office. Just as the, it had like the cover there. of Adam and Eve on it. Yes, I don't remember what it remember was. It was like <laughs> as thick as like the Family Bible yeah, type. We had thing. to like undo our suitcases <laughs> just to fly back home with it. Nice. And Rob got searched. His whole bag had to be stripped because they were like, like, what is it? It's this really, really thick book, but the print in it has to be like eight-point font. Yeah. I mean, it's absurd. I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to read this book. I don't <laughs> even that, know why I have this book. Was it a book or was it a commentary? It was a book. Okay, because we got a commentary we got a in the commentary. book of Psalms, too. Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah, 9,000 pages, I feel Never even like. heard of that dude either. Yeah. Or that guy, so I shouldn't say dude. That, that was kind of rude. Of <laughs> Shame on you. I don't know, right? Yeah, Dustin's got a theme going with, yeah. with his 
books. I, I like it. I like it. All right. I guess another one of mine that I would highly recommend, um, I'm going to go with Prayer by E.M. Bounds. Hmm. Going back I've to heard the of initials. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Man, what is up with the initials? Know, like, right? I'm interested in this now. That book, how I kind of got introduced to it. Like, I, when I was in school, I'd heard about it. But I think how I got introduced to it, there was a buddy of ours that we used to meet for breakfast. And we, we would we, we pick certain books of the Bible that we'd read through. But then we were like, hey, we're going to pick a book that we want to read through. And so Caleb and I, we decided that we were going to read through Ian e. Bounds' Book of Prayer. And man, it, it took us a long time. But, I mean, it, it was worth it. it. It was so worth it just to be able to say, to look at my own prayer life and think, oh, wow, like I, I could never, not that you want to measure your prayer life to everybody else, but I, I would never measure up to, in my eyes to what I'm reading in this book. I, you know, it, it was just great, eye-opening book. And if you, it, is, it is a little thick. But if you have time through 2022 and you want to enhance your prayer life, that's another book that I would just highly recommend. Ian Bounds' Book of Prayer. Okay. I looked it up. For at least a few centuries in the UK, it was traditional to address a man as Mr. or Doctor or Professor, such as H.D. Wells or C.S. Lewis. In writing, they're addressed by their initials and surname. The fad for addressing people by their first name outside of the immediate family and few family circles didn't happen until the 40s. So most people who used their first name on book covers were women because it was just tradition that men didn't use their first name. So that's that's how that came to be. It's, there you it's go. pretty cool. Well, look at that. There you go. Yeah. I know, I got, I got... Power of Google. Yeah. I got one more guy on here on my list that he does this full name instead of the initials. Is he older, though? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, no. I mean, he's... He's deceased now, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Any more? Uh, I'll more? just say these they, these are classics to me. I don't know that you would consider them classics, but they're classics to me. One is called The Heavenly Man by Brother Yun. Again, it was one of the books that I got as an early Christian. It's basically an autobiography of a guy by the name of Brother Yun. And this book kind of opened my mind to the church outside of America because mm-hmm. it's basically the story of a guy who was a Chinese man who became a Christian spent most of his life in jail. It would be like the book of martyrs for me mm. because this guy experienced so much pain, so much suffering, and and it's almost like a modern-day account of Acts, the way that he just continues persistent in the faith. Like there's a story in that book where literally they're torturing him in prison and they shoot bamboo straws mm-hmm. up his nails underneath his fingers. And it's just, again, it opened my mind to Christianity outside of Southern Baptist churches. So that that book is a classic for me. And the other one I'm reading now, it's going to take me forever because I'm physically reading this, is Bonhoeffer by Eric McTaxis. Mm. So I don't, again, may not be a classic, but again, just the life of Bonhoeffer is yeah, a classic life, to life me. Yeah, life of Bonhoeffer would be, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Good books. Like yeah. So, so we need to keep him accountable for that. So, like next week, we yeah. need to say, "Hey, have you made it to chapter two at least?" For you, you can feel a. I've been working you know. on that since September, so you see where I'm at. <laughs> I'm not even halfway through. Trust. How many, how many chapters in it? Oh, it, ah, there's a lot, um, more than ten for sure. But it's it's thick, wow. Daddy. I mean, it's big. Okay, so I, I have a really bad confession here for a minute. Do y'all do this? Like. You're interested in reading a book, and you'll pick the book up, and you flip to the back to see how many chapters are in it, and you're like, eh, no, nah, I think I get another <laughs> book. <laughs> I'm, I'm really bad for doing that. My, my wife and my niece said that it annoys them if somebody does that. They're like, what about if you accidentally see what happens at the end of the book? And I'm like... I'm just looking at the chapters. I'm not <laughs> it's not like you're going to read the end of the book. I'm like, I can't read that fast. Yeah. I mean, if it's a romance novel, we know what happens. Yeah. So they, <laughs> we're not spoiling anything. Someone on that. dies or they <laughs> yeah, end so happily in love. Not much, not much spoiling. 
Maybe we should have an episode where we all talk about no. our favorite romance novels. No. Now, I can give one fiction book that I like, so that's probably the only fiction book that I like. Really? Yeah, it's, uh, gosh, I can't even think of the name of it now. It's by, uh, she is a lady, wrote, it's basically the book of, it's about Gomer or and Hosea. It's a, basically a modern retelling of that. Talking about Redeeming Love? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Redeeming yeah, yeah, yeah. Love? Yeah, 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 yeah. My wife's reading that currently. It, it, yeah. Movie's yeah. getting ready to come out. I actually like that. Book. That's our plug. There you go. All right, Dustin, you got any more? Um, I don't, I don't know if these are classics, but I'm, maybe they are. Um, Through the Gates of Splendor. Never heard of that one. It's about Jim Elliot. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. The one that went to the Aka Indians and mm-hmm. they pretty much martyred them, and then his family went back and ended up leading the Indian tribe there to Christ. So that was... Still working with Still them. working with them. It's... Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. But I guess you can consider that a... Yeah. Classic. But I like that one. And then The Cost of Discipleship. Because <sighs> really? as soon as you mentioned Bonhoeffer, that came really? to mind. Come on, I know. Sorry. Um, that was, and that one... That was the only other book I had that didn't I'm, have initials to it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and that one... That one you just have to... Yeah. You, you got to be ready to just be... You know, completely ripped to shreds, and mm-hmm. your thoughts and your ideas of what discipleship is, and yeah, well, because that book, that is a book that, regardless of whether you're in ministry, if you are a Christian, I think every yeah. Christian should read that book, yeah, right? yeah. A, 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 or at least try to, at some point in your life, because it, it just, wow, that that that's that that was on my list. Any, any more? That's it on my end. Okay. Yeah. I'll, 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 the rest of mine are all initial guys. So, Mother C.S. Lewis' book that I had was The Problem of Pain. Hmm. Mm. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. It's, huh. it's, it's, it's really good. I like that one. Um, I'm just going to fly through these real quick. The, the other one is A.W. Tozer's The Pursuit of God. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one's... That's a, the one I was talking about that I've read, read by him. And then... Of course, I had a uh, cost of discipleship, but another one that, if, especially if you are in church ministry, um, I'm not, Kyle, I'm not sure if I gave you this book. I, I know sometimes I have a list of books that when guys go into ministry, I like to give them four or five, six books, just say, hey, these are books that I highly recommend you read. So one of the books was, is always going to be Spiritual Leadership by J. Oswald Sanders. No, I, I don't have that. And so if, if you're in ministry, that's just a really good book. I, I would highly re- recommend that one. So my, my two surprise books, they're, they're not Christian classics, so to speak. I don't know. If, if y'all agree with that they are, then, then that's fine. But Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. Oh, yeah. It's classic. I would, yeah, I would. And The Lord of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien. Maybe. Th- those are two books. Best friends, right? Weren't they best friends? Uh, I think they became best friends. Yeah. Because that, that's why they wrote Cro- Chronicles of Narnia and Lord of the Rings Yeah. at the same time. But yeah, th- those books, just absolutely love them. They're good. They're entertaining. They are. And they're not like the Christian classics, so to speak, of... Knowledge of the Holy. No, that's a. It's still you, you a classic. Know, to like me. they're, I, th- I think they're, I guess that'd be what more fiction books. Yeah, but they have a they have a message and a theme behind them. Yeah, they're not just, hey, let's read this fictional book and you know whatever, but you can actually take something away, scripturally from either one of those. Which I've seen and read the Chronicles of Narnia, but confession, I've never watched or read Lord of the Rings. So, oh, I'm man. so sorry. Oh no! I've never I mean, that's, no. That that is I've probably read the Hobbit. That's about it. I haven't. I haven't even watched any of it. I, I started it, but I just couldn't. I couldn't stay awake. So. You need a solid yeah, I night. To, I mean, yeah. it, it one movie takes forever. So. The The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings are is probably my favorite book series ever, all time. I I I love those books more so than Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, when we did our, uh, remember we did our draft on science fiction movie, movies or fantasy movies. I remember you saying that that was your favorite. I, it's 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 just a great book. 
Um, so much so that Jana for Christmas, and I need to post it on our Caffeinated Living Instagram page. Uh, for Christmas, she got one of our students, uh, she got me a copy of The Lord of the Rings. But it's like a leather cover on it. Pleather, not leather, pleather, I guess you could say. <laughs> Uh, but a fancier cover than one I the, the, the one I have, but our one of our students, Laura, she drew a scene on the on the pages. Cool. And then on the sides, she wrote Elfish. She wrote it like for words, and I mean, it's so so flipping cool. That is cool. It's kind of nerdy, but that's cool. Oh, it's super nerdy, and I super love it. <laughs> but the fact that. Laura, if you listen to this, I don't know how long it took you to do that. I'd say quite a while. But it's amazing. Yeah, that, that is cool. That is like, cool. I, I need to post that on Caffeinated Living. That way I can send. If you want somebody to draw pictures on your book, here, and I'll, I'll tag this person. That way you can do that. And not only does she draw, but she does photography, too. She's quite. And, and she's writing a story. And she, yeah, she's hmm. well, well-rounded, very talented. She so. is. She is. Maybe we should bring her on Yeah. and, and have her come and share with us about which the books she reads is probably very similar to what Jana reads on one level, but she reads a lot of books. She's read a lot of books this past year that would hurt my brain. Hmm. Okay. She's, she's very nerdy like that sometimes too. But I anyway. definitely think Chronicles and Arnie accounts. I, I don't know enough about Tolkien to say, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you, he was a believer though, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you if we include his other books, I guess I could put that in there. So go for it. Yeah, man, that, that, no judgment here. That's a yeah. good list. So what we need to do with this is make a graphic graphic for this, just and put and post that on Facebook and Instagram so people could see that. Say, hey, these are books that we recommend. Maybe not for twenty twenty two, but just just for future reading. I think that would be good. And I do want to make this plug. I know I don't have to with you guys, but I want to make this plug for people who are listening. I think books are a huge help, but they should never offset reading of God's Word. True. Yes. Indeed. Um, first and foremost, everything we, we learn and we read and we know about God, we get it from His Word. Right. I, I think God has used these individuals to help further our knowledge and to help us grow closer to Him outside of his word yeah has a enhancement so to speak well the bible stands alone i mean but if anything these books help strengthen it in a way even though it stands alone it helps strengthen it and i I know i don't have to say that to you guys but i just feel like i know there's some people that they're like oh you should never read books you only have the bible but i'm like no because god god used those people to help help us you know so I'm just weird like that, I guess. But anyway, well, good episode, good episode. So any books we're forgetting that you guys can think of? I know some of you left comments, and I forgot to get those. My apologies, my apologies for that. I'll, I'll post those on Instagram and Facebook because I did have a couple people send me comments about some of their favorite Christian classics, but I forgot to get, print those out. I apologize for that. But if there's a book that we forgot, let us know in the comments. Uh, next week, we're going to be looking at our favorite, what, current Christian books? Is that a good way to say that? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I People are so alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Maybe. On, yeah. one, on one level. Yeah. I mean, I'm, th- I'm thinking more like the first person that would come to my mind, is if, if you've read anything from like, John Piper, mm-hmm. yeah, John MacArthur, Matt Chandler, Paul David Tripp, you know, dead. That 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 those type of books, because I'm pretty sure our list would probably grow a little bit bigger from there. I we mean, really, you could have, we could have separated it like biographies. And, oh yeah. yeah, really. Oh yeah, I mean that's. There's so many good books out there. Yeah. Like, even if I brought my pastor on, I'm sure he would sit here and hurt, he could hurt our heads just naming off some of the books that he's read. You know, like, 
it's it's funny to me like nobody not one of us mentioned anything from Andrew Murray hmm. like he's he's had several really good books um, anybody else do you think of we're forgetting Augustine even Augustine, though never Augustine. read it I hear him mentioned a lot Augustine Spurgeon yeah like nobody has Spurgeon well, I did read but, one book, but I, I read it in college. So I don't know if it counts because it was for a class, but uh, well, Letters yeah. to My Students. If you're go- going into the ministry period or youth ministry, awesome. Okay, so you, sh- you should save that one. Oh. So, well, no, like, so There's it, a hint. In, in, in a few weeks when we talk so about books that have really impacted our ministry and our student ministry, that, that would be one that you could bring up there. All right, guys. Well. Like I said, if we left off a book, one of your favorites, let us know in the comments. Get ready to keep Kyle accountable as he tries to finish his book for 2022. You got this, Kyle. We're we're going to ask him to give us a two-minute introduction each week of what was your chapter about this week. He'll be like, "Uh, I got nothing. Real quick, do you guys set goals for how many, because we talked about how many books we tried to read this past year. I quit setting those goals. Yeah. I don't. The last two years I tried and failed, so this year I'm not. So we'll just see what happens. Nope, no goals on my end. I just. Big goal this year. I've never done this. You can help keep me accountable of this. I have my church keeping me accountable. Read the whole Bible in a year. Hmm. I want to do that. Are you are you looking at trying to go from Genesis to Revelation, or are you just looking at. So I challenged my church to do this too, so we're doing it chronologically. So, okay, yeah, it's it's cool because we've had we've created like a community group online and have hey, what'd you read today? What did you what what was your we call it God shot? What was your God shot from today? It's it's really it's really a good way of doing this together because you can read scripture like we're in Job now. You can read scripture and like what in the world? Who is this? Why is God like this? And and when you really take a step back and you do it together, it, it makes it so much more impactful, I think. Okay. That's so if a you, cool idea. So if you're reading it chronologically, which book did you start with first? Genesis. Job? Genesis. Genesis. But we didn't finish Genesis, so we stopped right before Abraham's calling, and now we're in Job. We're going to finish all of Job, then go back to Abraham. Okay. That's yeah. interesting. I like that. Yeah, because it's chronologically not as it was written, but as the events happen. So. And a lot of scholars think that Job's life happened before right. the, the calling of Abraham. Yeah. That's interesting. I yeah. like that. Yeah, keep us up to date on how that's going. Okay. That'll be interesting. Yeah, I have the most random. I sent y'all a text about this the other day. I have the most random youth series that I'm working on that's like, why this? I don't know, but we're, we're, we're going to start this Sunday night. We're going to be going through the book of Zechariah. Cool. So... Here, I'm, I've been reading through Zechariah, and then I'm starting to read all these commentaries. They're like, oh, yeah, this is the hardest book in the Old Testament to, to understand because there's so much that. And I'm like, great. Way to go, Rob. <laughs> so what books have you not gone through? Obadiah? Because you've gone through a lot. Song of we Solomon, have. you've done. <laughs> you did, though, didn't you? Yeah, I've done Song of Solomon. I bet that one was interesting, wasn't it? Well... Yeah, especially with the curriculum we use. That, that's Honestly, I think that's another reason I stopped using a, like a man-made curriculum yeah. type thing. Or at least from people that I'm unsure about, at least. Because there was just so much in there, I was just kind of like, yep, yeah, nope, that's not what that meant. Nope, that's not what that meant. <laughs> so, I, I do think, and I know we did an episode on this a long time ago, but I do think there's something interesting when you're not doing your own curriculum but when you're doing your own study yeah mm-hmm. yeah, you know? I, yeah i agree it's like trying to find a study on zechariah okay like yeah well, i think too i mean as as a student pastor you know where your students are versus some guy here who's read a study on the book of psalms right. like and it might not even connect with your students at least right. doing your own thing you can say okay well i know this connects this don't so yeah i, I always go the route of just teaching from the bible because you can't go wrong in that yeah. direction nothing wrong with study not saying right that. no no, no. i, I agree think, with you yeah i think it's easier to do that a little safer i, I am curious though that 
and be like, alright, and open your Bibles to the book of Zechariah, and they're going to be like, what does, this, what does this have to do with, which is interesting because my Sunday school class, because I teach the older gentlemen, so like literally except for me and one other guy in the class, they're all like 85 and up. So we, we went through the book of Philippians, uh, so this Sunday we're starting in the book of Zephaniah. Nice. So Sunday mornings I'm doing Zephaniah, Sun, Sunday night I'm going to be doing Zechariah, I'm going to be all Z'd out. I don't know where that came from. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. And until next time. As always, keep it caffeinated. The D6 Conference, based on the philosophy of Deuteronomy 6, helps position your church to do family ministry well. Because Deuteronomy 6 includes parents, grandparents, children, and your children's children, The D6 Conference is the one event where churches are encouraged to bring their entire team of leaders and volunteers. So what makes the D6 Conference so different? The D6 Conference addresses every family life stage from newborns to grandparents and all those challenging ages in between. You're not going to find just another program to implement, nor is our event just another big name speaker show. At D6, we are driven by the actual ministry needs you and your team face every day in your church. And in fact, it doesn't stop at church. For family ministries to work, all leaders in your church, from volunteers to lead pastors, must lean into this strategy that success only occurs when discipleship happens both outside the church as much as it does inside the church. We call this type of family ministry generational discipleship. We equip moms and dads to share teachable moments during life's simpler moments. Whether that's riding in the van, throwing the baseball, eating dinner, or before being tucked in bed. D6 helps grandparents become more than just babysitters with unlimited ice cream. They can speak words of affirmation and wisdom in their own grandkids' lives. God calls each generation to pass their faith and values as a way of life in all areas of life. D6 is shaping family ministry around the world by helping church and home live the principles of Deuteronomy 6, where discipleship is a daily event for all ages. Does your team connect through the church to the home? The D6 conference is not just for the next generation. It's for every generation.